Hello, this is FTW with Ahmad Khan, part of the .esports podcast network. I'm your host, Ahmad Khan of CNET. In the PUBG Mobile Battlegrounds India scene, TSM has accused Team Godlike of poaching Arjun Shadow Mandalkar. Shadow announced his switch to Godlike without TSM being consulted about the swap. Shadow also said TSM was a toxic place to work. TSM denies the accusations. To break this all down is industry analyst Rishi Alwani. Rishi, thank you for coming on to the show. Hi, Imad. Thanks for having me. Pleasure as always. So, Rishi, this seems like an issue that can be solved with a quick look at the contract. Do we know the terms of Shadow's contract with TSM? Was there a specific end date? And did Shadow break his contract by going over to Godlike? Well, uh, to be honest, a lot of a lot of this is not even related to the contract. It's more to do with how esports is run here, uh, mm. for the lack of a better term. And if I consider all the investment that's gone into esports in the last, you know, two to three years, where we've had Kraft and putting Kraft and putting in twenty two point four million dollars into Nordwin, who is also a part of this entire drama. Plus, we've had you know Kraft and just committing to spend a lot of money in India in general. And we've seen other uh, investors trying to do the same. We've had smaller smaller investors like Lumithai and Kalari looking at the space and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the, pro- the thing is, despite the money coming into the system uh, at a very grassroots level, at, at the very ground level, uh, no one enforces any of these things. The contracts aren't even enforced. And I say that because um, even, in, like, even in the past, right, we've had things flare up because of how contracts were structured. That happened with the ASFI and how they got uh, Indians to play at the Asian Games. And there was drama around that as back in 2017, 2018. But here, this this seems a situation of essentially, see, Godlike's, no, this is not the first time Godlike's done this. They've mm. uh, essentially done this before in the past with smaller teams. And they could get away with it because by and large, they're uh, they're one of the more, they have a very rabid fan base and they get in the views. So organizers... Mm. Never want to step in, right? Uh, ever, for that matter. Uh, but this time around, what's fascinating is they've decided to, you know, decided they, they thought they leveled up enough to pull this stunt with TSM. Uh, thing is, TSM has an equally rabid fan base and has a team that's exceptionally professional about these things. And uh, mm. now they're being now there's now there's drama because at the end of the day, they've decided to bite off more than they can chew. And a lot of it has to do with the way the ecosystem runs here or the lack thereof where contracts are rarely enforced. Um, there's always an under-the-table deal where in, in a lot of events, right? So, for example, mm. there was a very recent uh, BGMI. So, in India, we don't call it PUBG Mobile. We call it BGMI because PUBG is quote-unquote banned here. So, mm-hmm. anyway, uh, point is there was a recent BGMI event. And uh, it turns out the organizer was also fielding a team. And the organizer also wanted to get uh, a player of another team who uh, I'm aware of, and uh, basically reaches out to those guys saying, hey, I want your player on loan for the next four tournaments. And the manager for that team's like, why? Well, he has a contract with us. You want to do this properly? There are terms we can hash out. I'm not giving him to you for free. So these guys are like, oh, well, you know, if you don't do it, we won't. because we're also the organizer, we'll make sure you don't get an invite to show up or we make sure you would participate. So you have all that kind of wrangling that uh, tends to happen. And uh, usually the adults in the room, uh, the publishers or the organizers, or even the brands themselves, they no one wants to get involved in any of that. So, and it's sad because this has been going on for a while. This could have been avoided if publishers and tournament organizers put their foot down and actually, you know, 
realize that this does more harm to their events and their game than anyone else. Um, the problem is, it's see, the thing is with esports in India, there is, there is no proper players association. There is no proper body that enforces contracts. Uh, there, mm. is no, there is no way for, for example, if Shadow genuinely had these concerns, and if there was a body he could go to who could mediate on his behalf, fine. But none of that exists, right? We're still very much at the Wild West. So despite all the influx of money in the system, it's it's pretty messy still. And uh, in, the, in this environment, right, uh, it's the publisher's job, it's the organizer's job to make sure that this doesn't spill over. Now, if this was, uh, if this was Valorant, I, I know for a fact Riot would have stepped in and, you know, banished Godlike into the Shadow Realm for all they can. <laughs> they're, they're, pretty much, they're pretty much sticklers for things like this, right? But the thing is, see, Crafton in India is um, they, they don't like saying a word, right? So even when their game was banned and even when they were trying to come back, they, they, they're a lot, doing a lot of things which aren't exactly kosher, like, you know, threatening influencers, uh, trying to prevent, uh, you know, they were threatening influencers. They were sending data to China when the game was finally back, which was against the information technology rules of the country. And uh, they never issued a proper statement to any of these things in the past. So mm. to me, I found it hilarious because, fine, you want to stay silent because, you know, for whatever reason. Uh, but you can't keep staying silent, right? Now it's reached a point where... I mean, the Indian scene is a bit of a laughing stock with, with the international guys because of, you know, unprofessional behavior like this. It's straight up unprofessional. And that's because the publisher doesn't care. I mean, doesn't want to do anything. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's also due to how Craft in India is structured. The only two competent and proactive people in that company are working on the investment side. And everyone on the esports side is X10 who used to manage the game as PUBG back here. They prefer keeping mm. things on the down low. And in fact, the guy who was running the, their esports and publishing, Anish Arvind, he quit a few months ago. So there isn't, there's no leadership at this juncture there to even, you know, uh, take both sides, uh, take both uh, parties aside and, you know, sort it out. So that's one part of it. And to be honest, for Nordwin, this is business as usual. They, they never fix anything, right? So back in the day when they were allegedly uh, bumping up their audience numbers for ESL1 or DreamHack, um, mm-hmm. they, they, they never responded to any of the allegations. And, uh, you know, it's just, and even when they're doing pirated ROMs at DreamHack, the response was, oh, you know, it's all, it's all Android, it's all open source and cool story. <laughs> so it just seems to be business as usual from that perspective. And it's really disturbing to me because at the end of the day, it just doesn't look for the scene as a whole, good for the scene as a whole, uh, particularly because, I mean, these are good teams. ESM is one of the better teams. Godlike is one of the better teams. They're great teams. They're great talent. It's just that, uh, they're kids. I mean, they, at God, like they're all kids, right? They they don't. There's no. I mean, and and when you let kids get away with you know bloody murder in the past, which they have, they're gonna think they can get away with it all the time. So uh, by by kids, do you mean they're teenagers or I mean no, they're give, they're, they're young adults. Then they like I think the oldest person there is their coach uh, Gatak, who's I think in his th- in his early th- early thirties, late twenties. But mm. my point is, they've been getting away with murder, right? They've been being able to do this with smaller teams and bully smaller teams for a while. Mm. Uh, the fact is, now they they thought they could bite off more than they could chew. Right, I can't. Right, right. It, you, to, when I'm concerned, it's not even a question of blaming them, right? It, this is the kind of system this is because even like there have been situations in the past where there were certain high-profile uh, BGM. So there was this weird period before PUBG came back to India as BGMI where certain uh, orgs were were more than happy to fly Indian talent to Dubai mm-hmm. 
have them play in Dubai uh, and, and, and play the game in Dubai and everything would be taken care of. Visas, the works. Just have them play, sit there, play there. And uh, the hilarity that ensued and the way these kids tried to, you know, for the lack of a better term, uh, use that to their advantage and stay undisciplined and made a complete mess of it was hilarious. So that stuff has happened in the past. A lot of it has to do with the fact that uh, what, what, a, what stuff did they do? Like, did they try to go to like nightclubs and no? Know, it was it wasn't any or? of that. It wasn't any <laughs> of that. They were basically alleging that oh X Y Z org tried to harass us and uh, gave us really bad conditions to work in and mm. all that nonsense. None of it was true at the end of the day, and it all it all died down. It all died down. It it didn't get much traction either because around that time, you know, there were already rumors of BGMI coming back. So mm-hmm. there, the problem is the talent hasn't been schooled on how to behave. There are few orgs that actually try doing that. Entity being one of them, TSM being another. So that's where the issue lies, in in my opinion, where you know uh, there isn't any structure, a code of conduct, or even uh, a template for any of these guys to follow. And that's where the issue tends to lie, from a policy, contract, template, behavioral. It's just so many holes that need to be plugged. And the best people to plug it are not saying a single word, right? So therein lies the problem. In the U.S. scene, it took a while for agents to become a maybe a common fixture with esports signings and, and for players. Uh, is the concept of players having agents a thing in India right now? Uh, that's an interesting one. So not So players usually don't have agents. They At least from my experience, what I've seen... They all basically go where either the money is good, right? Or mm-hmm. where uh, they believe they have the most room to grow. And sometimes what will happen, and I've seen this firsthand, where, you know, if if someone from another team wants a player, they'll go up to the player, just give them a brand new iPhone and be like, hey, join me, right? Like, <laughs> that's happened. That's how that's how it's been here. It's a, it's So the concept of managers and age, managers have come in, at least. So, you know, you have a situation where uh, someone, where, where a player maybe where one or two players I know who were approached like this, straight up said, you know, talk to my manager directly if you want to do anything. So I don't think we call them agents here per se, more like managers who look after mm-hmm. and make sure things are in order. Uh, but it isn't like in the US where you have, I think uh, one of these things is a CCA, right? If I'm not mistaken. So we, we don't have anything of that sort here for esports just yet. Yeah, so I mean, in, in, in this instance, if let's say TSM had a contract with Shadow that ended at the end of this year. Mm. And Shadow broke that contract to join Godlike. Could TSM file a lawsuit against Godlike and then essentially prevent uh, Shadow from playing until the lawsuit is is resolved? So as far as I know, TSM is lawyered up. Mm. And they've said that publicly as well. And to be honest, uh, usually... The the from what I'm aware of, see honestly, litigation here. No one wants to go into litigation uh, because sure, sometimes yeah. it can take forever and all of that, right? Uh, the fact that they've decided to lawyer up uh, could I don't think it will result in any of that, to be honest. And mm. I say that because at the end of the day, uh, both Norden and Crafton, when they I mean when when the roster for the upcoming uh, BGMI LAN was announced. Uh, both, I mean, uh, Godlike's roster was announced with Shadow in it. So I don't think yeah. that's, I don't think that, that, that'll, by the time it hits the courts, by the time things happen, I don't think, uh, they're going to stop him from playing. Uh, if anything, what's likely 
uh, I won't be surprised if both sides, uh, you know, decide to settle this amicably or as amicably as possible. On the Godlike Esports Twitter account, the account said that uh, Shadow had legally terminated his contract by sending a termination letter to TSM. Uh, I mean, is that how things normally work? Uh, that's, I mean, you send a resignation letter when you're quitting. Uh, and to be honest, it, it also became a bit of a meme uh, mm-hmm. where I think even YouTube India put something up, which was like the resignation letter was like, okay, I'm just leaving. And that was what the account tweeted with a screenshot of, of a resignation letter being, I'm just leaving in Hindi. And everyone <laughs> had a good laugh on that. But uh, it's it's usually a lot more uh, than that, right? It's not just, mm-hmm. hey, you, I'm just leaving, right? There's usually... Uh, a process to follow, you, you know, like a certain amount of time you have to be around or there's a certain amount of uh, fees to be negotiated and stuff like that. Um, you can't just say, hey, I'm leaving and bounce. And that's what uh, seems to have happened because the way it seems to have panned out, right, the way this entire thing has seemed to, be, has seemed to have panned out is, you know, uh, these, this guy just wanted out and uh, wanted out without even uh, telling uh, TSM to begin with. So that's what has essentially happened. But to be honest, like I knowing how uh, TSM and other of the and a few other international uh, esports orgs operate here, I'm very sure there's a proper watertight contract. Uh, at least what I've seen from other from other orgs, I haven't seen TSM's contracts, but I've seen contracts of other orgs, and they're pretty watertight, right? Even to the mm-hmm. point of including things like disparagement. Oh wow! So yeah, so the fact that you have uh, someone essentially going rogue it's going to be interesting to see what goes down next so i mean at the moment shadow can compete with godlike correct yeah he will play with them i mean that's it, all all signs indicate that see the thing is who can stop him right nordwin's mm-hmm. not going to say anything because godlike brings in the views right they're not mm-hmm. going to say a word right uh crafton tradition crafton doesn't say anything crafton's traditionally not going to say anything so unless mm-hmm. unless uh, a deal is brokered, nothing's gonna stop him. He's gonna play. Uh, oh, the way I see it, panning out, likely outcome. He'll play in this land. He'll play as long as he needs to. And then when TSM lawyer up and you know how the legal machinery tends to work here, then we'll have to see what happens next. But I don't think anything's gonna stop him from playing. And then lastly, I mean, where do, where do the fans uh, lie in this? Are they split? Do, are they on Shadow's side? I mean, that's an interesting one uh, because, I mean, you know, for, for a while, at least in the run-up to, to to a lot of things, the guys who are godlike were seen as the people's choice. Even in the early days of BGMI in India, they were seen as, you know, the popular kids, the, the people coming to watch. But right mm-hmm. now, I see that changing. Uh, there's been a very sh- interesting uh, shift. Like, uh, I was talking to, to a couple of friends in the community, and I'm like, what happened? Why are you guys so salty? about with Godlike Falls. I thought you were their fans. Like, no, man, they keep pulling this stuff. This isn't the first time. Now they've done it with TSM. And to be honest, mm-hmm. the community also, the community doesn't even buy, buy their excuses, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't go on, like, for example, with their coach who goes on social media and he's like, oh, you know, uh, maybe if the company had a problem, maybe if TSM had a problem, they should just uh, uh, take, take, take legal recourse. But at the same time, when while he's saying that it's on social media, there are screenshots floating around of him of TSM guys reaching out to him saying, "Hey, can you help us fix this? Please help us fix this. This is a problem for both sides." <laughs> you know, his response is, "I'm not management. I'm just a coach." 
So, you know, the 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 community is more, at least the way I've seen it, the, it seems to be more in favor of TSM. And a lot mm-hmm. of it also has to do with the fact that, see, uh, the Indian esports community is also a lot, is, is very aware uh, of, of their standing on the global level, right? Those have been, those who've been playing uh, BGMI, those who've been playing PUBG for the longest time, they've seen how few and far between Indian success has been at a global stage. So mm-hmm. for them, this is like embarrassing as hell too, right? Where mm-hmm. they're aware of what's happening on Twitter. They're aware of what's happening on YouTube. They're aware of what's going on on Twitch. And they don't, and a lot of the core audience isn't happy, right? With the fact that the country's name is getting dragged to the mud. The game they like is being dragged to the mud because uh, there are, there, none of this is being enforced as it should. So it's a, it's a mix of embarrassment with the fact that, you know, hey, we're, we're on TSM's side. That's what it seems like at this juncture. Well, Rishi, this is definitely an interesting story and we'll continue to watch it. Uh, thank you so much for coming onto the show. Least I could do. Always a pleasure. And that was FTW with Ahmad Khan, part of the Dot Esports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and share. To follow Rishi and keep up to date on the Indian gaming and esports scenes, you can follow him at Rishi Alwani on Twitter. To follow me and my work over at CNET, you can find me at Imad on Twitter. With that, we'll catch you guys next week.